on WSAU. I'm back. Good morning. Thanks for joining me on the Meg Ellison Show. I sincerely appreciate you tuning in. As always, I am delighted to offer a special edition of the usual Matt Kittle Tuesdays on Wednesday. Can't get enough of him. So, hey, it's Wednesday for this week anyway. Good morning, Matt. How are you? I'm good. The usual suspect, but on Wednesday, right? Yes, right. Exactly. Same, <laughs> same time, same place, but just different day. Exactly. Isn't this, How isn't are you this doing? Like SSDD, same, yeah, same right. something, different day, <laughs> yeah. something like that, right? Well, I'm a, I'm hanging in there, Matt. I was, you know, I've I've shared with our listeners a bit. I think I did last. I was off on Tuesday. I have a hard time remembering what day it was, but it wasn't uh, for my tonsil uh, on Tuesday. I actually went to you know one one final hurrah before I go under the knife. I Went to a Journey concert with some friends at the Cole Center in Madison on Monday night and uh, had a blast. I mean, gee whiz, who doesn't love Journey? You'd have to be un-American to not love the band Journey. Well, I know you're just a small-town girl living in a lonely world, but you took the midnight train. Yeah, we did take the midnight train back, that's for sure. But I, thankfully, <laughs> my uh, my husband drives while he's awake so he he drove and i Good. slept the whole trip home and it was um and it was honestly it was like nothing I, I i remember dozing off and then the next thing i realized we were in the driveway so there you have it but i'm looking forward to and when you say how am i doing um maybe tmi at this point but uh looking forward to having um my tonsil out on friday so that's the plan and uh it will, they, they assure me that it will help with all the symptoms I've been having over the last couple of months. And I, you know, maybe won't have to clear my throat a hundred times a day after this. Yeah. Well, we will be uh, thinking about you. Thank you. In our prayers and uh, uh, wish you nothing but a speedy recovery. Thank you. I need it. I, and uh, I can only, well, I've been told it's not the most pleasant recovery, so I'm just going to have to, well, just dig deep because it's going to be a, a painful, a painful recovery. But so speaking of painful recoveries, I don't even know how I'm going to segue this, but I, I wanted to at least ask you this before we get into, I know that there's a new article in The Federalist that I want to talk about. Obviously, that's your home, The Federalist, but let, let's talk about um, Nikki Haley the the uh, never disappearing Nikki Haley and what do you suppose her mo is for staying in the race? I don't know. I remember when we were when I was a kid um, through my church um, we took in this this guy let's call him Steve and uh, he he was a nice man um, he was kind of in a difficult position in his life and we we took him in and he stayed with us uh, the idea was that he would stay with us for a couple of weeks and then he you know was going to be uh, taking a job somewhere or living with uh, a friend who also went to the church um, he was with us for like a year <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just, was he a squatter at some point? Steve. 
we, we couldn't get rid of Steve, and that's the way I feel about Nikki Haley, is that, you know, she she just just won't go away. Uh, the, the guy at the church is not living up to his end of the bargain, taking in Steve. Steve is not leaving, uh, uh, living up to his end of the bargain and getting a job. Um, that, that's Nikki Haley right now. You know, last night in Michigan, she was beaten again. Every loss. And remember, uh, just uh, you know, a few days ago, she lost badly in her home state of South Carolina, where she was the governor. And uh, but every loss is a victory, Nikki Haley. And um, you know, the the question is why? Why do you stay in this race? And um, you know, I guess the answer that a lot of pundits have is that she wants something because she's not going to get the Republican nomination. That's abundantly clear. So she wants something. So the question is, what is it that Nikki Haley ultimately wants out of this? And I think there are a few different answers, certainly, that have been um, tossed about in recent weeks. Well, do you want to throw one out there? Yeah, I'm curious what you think about it too. But uh, you know, I, I, I'm starting to think that you know, since she is kind of destroying her chances in the party itself, Nikki Haley is looking elsewhere. And perhaps she may ultimately be, if she hasn't already been courted, um, by the no labels folks. Where she runs a third-party oh, campaign, and um, you know, her hope, her delusion may be that she wins on that front, ultimately um, for the no labels people and the never Trumper people. She ends up, you know, uh, playing spoiler and helping Joe Biden or whoever the Democrat candidate is beat Donald Trump. Um, Others have said that, you know, she's looking for a cabinet position in the Trump administration. I don't buy that because she's definitely going at it the, the wrong way. Burning a few bridges. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, with a lot of gasoline. I mean, right. <laughs> so, yeah. just all kinds of... Uh, um, Five alarm and, fire. Yeah. So, and she's already been down that road. You know, all of the messages that I get from Nikki Haley, and I'm still on her list for, for some reason. Um, but, uh, you know, the messages that I get, you know, she's not doing it for um, politics. She's doing it for her children and your children. But that's, uh, maybe I'm just an old jaded political reporter, but that, that's, uh, that's hard to believe. Yeah, I mean, she... You know, the Citizen Free Press is characterizing it as a wipeout in Michigan. I mean, 68 to 26. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it, is, was it in South Carolina that they have an open primary? Do they have an open primary in Michigan, too? They have an open primary in Michigan, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you know, and I guess I, I'm, I'm starting to think through this whole no labels plan and wondering if, I mean, who 
Who goes for no labels? I mean, it's certainly not Republicans. I mean, isn't uh, no? I, it, I think what is, is, is are they like the crunchy Green Party weirdos? Or I mean, who who is it that that is part of no labels? Because I, I don't. I mean, I, I I'm aware of that whatever that whatever third party group, but I mean, do they really? Does she really believe that she can? She she can get more votes than Biden. <laughs> I mean, if she if she goes third party. Again, I mean, everybody is entitled to uh, <laughs> their own reality. Their delusion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're not entitled to everybody else's reality. And, you know, that's the disconnect that we have here in this Nikki Haley tilting at windmills run that, that's going on. The known labels people, of course, are uh, backed and supported by Democrats and never Trumpers, Trump haters. So that's that's basically who you're dealing with. How much money do they have? Certainly not. Well, I shouldn't say that because there's, there's always someone out there that has a lot of money. We've seen it many, many times before. A lot of money um, that, you know, uh, absolutely hates Donald Trump. That's, you know, uh, we've, we've seen that in the Democratic Party. We've seen that, uh, you know, in uh, other channels from uh, uh, Republicans. So, yeah, I mean, this is uh, Nikki Haley's attempt to either. The other theory is that. She will stay in because ultimately um, she wants to be the, the GOP nominee. I mean, clearly that's why she's she's running or that's why she started running, but that eventually Donald Trump will be, uh, you know, deal with the, the results of the, the weaponized, yeah, the, you know, the weaponized uh, campaign against him that he will eventually be uh, convicted of the, uh, the myriad charges against him from the Department of Justice or, you know, the, the people in, uh, you know, in the, the prosecutorial circles that, that hate him. Um, so, you know, she's an opportunist. That's what we have come to understand about Nikki Haley and, and what she's all about. It's interesting. I'm just kind of scrolling through the No Labels website and then their, you know, whatever, their manifesto, so to speak. <laughs> and, I mean, I just, I'm always, I guess I just, I'm always sort of um, cynical, I guess, about any group that that puts that type of, hate to be redundant but that kind of label on themselves because I I just I, I don't believe that there ever could be a, a whatever a political group that exists that doesn't have some sort of bent you know some sort of lean one way or the other and I, I just have to believe that no labels is really still left leaning if not full left yeah I mean just uh, follow the money is what I always uh, advise in any area of, of politics. Follow the money, you also see for Nikki Haley, 
uh, as was announced last week before the South Carolina primary, that um, Americans for Prosperity, the, the Coke money, so to speak, is, is all gone. Uh, you know, they're out now. So that makes Nikki Haley's improbable run for the GOP nominee that much more improbable. But there she is. As she's still in it. You know, what's interesting is, uh, you know, the, the media in, I guess, providing her with coverage. Uh, and, and, you know, I know she was on Saturday Night Live a few weeks ago. And, you know, I, they, they would never give that type of attention to a Republican candidate that was a true contender. That was someone that could actually prevail and beat a Democrat. And, I mean, that's like the dead giveaway that, uh, I mean, because, honestly, if you even think back to 2016 uh, when Trump ran, I mean, I don't think anyone believed that he was going to emerge the nominee, at least in the media. I, of course, was on the Trump train, but right right from the the get-go. I know he didn't he didn't even prevail in Wisconsin in 2016 in the primary, but I, Meg Ellison, supported him and voted for him. But it's interesting how uh, it, it's almost as if uh, the media, um, well, I mean, it is they're 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 ma- trying to make an attempt to choose the Republican nominee by offering Nikki Haley coverage and it's interesting that she doesn't or you know the people around her maybe they don't care but that they don't pick up on that and realize oh you know she's really just being it's just I don't know I guess there's not a better way to say it but she's just being used in order to um, well it's all intended to hurt Trump the accomplice media does Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's that's Basically, what it boils down to, a colleague of mine at The Federalist uh, has up uh, today um, a great piece, and the headline uh, is something to the effect that Nikki Haley is uh, the corporate media's useless idiot, <laughs> borrowing from the, the term, uh, the communist term, useful idiot. And um, it basically, the column goes into what you're you're talking about you know that when the accomplice or corporate media the public relations firm the democratic party is uh laughing with you and uh, embracing you so to speak as they did with john mccain if you recall uh for many years during the the trump years because the mavericks served their purposes Mm -hmm. at that time of course um, you know, we forget that they just destroyed John McCain at every turn when he was running for president against Barack Obama. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you raised some very good points. That should be some, uh, at least some red flags for conservatives out there that the accomplice media is now into full embrace mode of Nikki Haley. I mean, isn't that sort of the dead giveaway? And, you know, I guess what I, I'll ask you this too, um, and I have, <clears throat> excuse me, this is the problem of the left tonsil. Um, uh, do you, I mean, I, I know people that are Republicans, conservative Republicans, that just are not 
uh, are not thrilled about Trump and um, and perhaps are considering. I don't know if I, I mean, do you think that, you know, I guess I don't even know how to how to even ask this question. But do you think that they will come to their senses, these these friends that and I mean, even, you know, just our our fellow Republicans and rather than blow the presidential election, they'll actually support the Republican nominee, which, you know, it's pretty obvious it's going to be Trump and, and they won't stay home or they won't um, go third party and foil any attempt at uh, righting the wrongs of the last four years of the Biden administration? I, all I can say is I think some will and I think some won't, and that is uh, that could spell another four years of the misery <laughs> this country just went through. I mean, uh, there will be Republicans um, who just do not like Donald Trump for whatever reason, uh, their reasons, and um, they will hold their nose and they will vote because they have been impacted like the rest of us have so negatively so awfully by what joe biden more so the the people who manipulate his strings behind him have done over the last four years but i'm going to tell you this and um i don't know if this is a, a transition and we have uh, a lot of time to deal with it but uh, i wrote a story in the federalist last week about a real threat talk about election integrity and the sort of shenanigans that the left has used and will use this year um, to do all they can to reelect this 81-year-old president, Joe Biden. Um, we have something called Biden-Vox, which was mm -hmm. an executive order that um, Joe Biden signed early on in his um, tenure in office in March of 2021, and it uses the full force of the federal government, federal agencies, to conduct a get-out-the-vote voter registration initiative. Think about uh, Zuckerbucks on steroids. We call it Biden bucks, and uh, it's, it uses uh, Biden-approved third-party groups to work with uh, federal agencies and uh, state organizations to target liberal voters to get out and vote for, basically, for, for Joe Biden and for Democratic uh, candidates. And, you know, that may be a little more difficult after the left too, has experienced what we've experienced over the last three-plus years in this country. But they're doing everything in their power, and they're weaponizing the federal government and all of its resources to turn out the vote for Joe Biden and fellow Democrats. And I say all of that by way of what we were talking about. If the, you know, the never-Trumpers and the Trump-haters, but those who believe they're conservatives, and want to see conservative policy in this country again, if they just can't bring themselves to vote for Donald Trump, then they're 
they will seal the deal for another four years of, of the current administration. Oh, it's just, it never ends. I mean, the, the, the amount of scheming and, uh, well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's troubling because sometimes, Matt, well, I say this too often, but again, I'm reminded of it, is that while the Democrats are laser-focused on um, beating us any way that they can, uh, there are Republicans that are participating in the circular firing squad and fighting amongst themselves while they're playing patty cake. The Democrats are uh, plotting to take over the country even more so than they already have. No doubt about it. And uh, these are these are dangerous times, to say the, the very least, because uh, there are people in this country, as we know, that want to tear down the foundations of this country and rebuild it in a socialist, Marxist way. And that's not the United States of America, whether you like Donald Trump or not. It's not. And that's really, ultimately, at the end of the day, what we're up against. Yeah, well, and uh, I mean, we should at least be able to come together and, and rally around this common goal of preventing them from doing any more damage to this country. And I guess if we can just keep it at that and say, you know, let's... Let's put aside our differences within the Republican Party and just focus on that in which we agree so that we can unite around beating Democrats. And I mean, that's I, I, I just our country, our state, our communities would be much better off without uh, elected leaders who identify as Democrats. We just we can't have it anymore. They're just so far left and they're so that there's their positions, their policies are so contrary to and really to the majority of, of, of people, to the majority of our values in this country. Yeah, and I, I know that there are uh, plenty of them we've seen in the polls. There are plenty of Democrats out there have been uh, hurt. Their lives have been upended over the last three plus years as well. It, it's all going, we're going to see come November whether um, they're still in on the Biden train. They're still riding the Biden train. They're still drinking the Kool-Aid, but uh, time will tell. Yeah. Well, Matt Kittle, thanks for joining me on this very special Wednesday edition of Tuesdays with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I look forward to when I return uh, to civilization that uh, maybe you'll have some new swag out on the uh, Matt Kittle website. Just kidding about that. There isn't. I mean, we we could always, this is our goal, maybe still in 2024, to get at least right. uh, some sort of line of, of uh, um, products to advertise how much we love Matt Kittle. Oh, we have all kinds of ideas. We just got to get the, the best and brightest team to, to put it all out there. But I want to uh, wish you a the best of luck. And um, I want to wish you uh, a good surgery and, and god bless you and, and and be with you during this time during the surgery and during your recovery and speedy recovery too thank you. you i very much appreciate it matt and of course i'll i'll keep you posted i won't be able to talk to you but i can certainly send you a text and let you know that i'm still kicking 
thank you. I appreciate that. And looking forward to having you back and just uh, healthy moving forward. I, me too. Well, thanks again for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful day. All right. You take care. Now. We'll, we'll talk on air soon, sooner than later. Sounds good. Take care. Going to the 830-ish news, we'll be right back on the Meg Ellison Show. And your calls are up to 715-845-2155 on WSAU. 